When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, giving you the insight each and every week on fantasy football. Game Source, covering the world of video games. Of course, the folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Ox1947, who is out trick-or-treating and doesn't tell us this until five minutes before showtime that he's out trick-or-treating. Of course, He's going to tell you it's his kids he's trick-or-treating with, but we all know the truth. It's Joe going around from house to house doing his, uh, Joe, I'm Joe, give me some candy. Now, you know that he's doing right that for you, right? But you can go ahead and check out his other thing that he likes to do outside of Sinblades.com. Go ahead and get your lawn transformed today at Sinblades with a Y.com. Plus also, you know, he's Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. I do also want to go ahead and mention two guys behind at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Mr. Roboto on last night's show. If you want to go ahead and check out last night's show, Halloween special, please go ahead and do so today. It is Jamie Sweet, Five Things. Also as well, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, Laker Tom Indeed. He is always available at Lakerholics.com, so go ahead and check out those guys there. Plus also, Hoopheads Podcast Network. I mentioned game day sports cards here in Henderson. Some great guys down there that really helped me out when I had a question. And that's something you don't find every day. So please go ahead and check them out if you're in the Las Vegas, Henderson area. Also, Hoop Heads Podcast Network, like I said. And if you can support all that, plus, of course, subscribe. Subscribe below Sean. Okay, Sean, I promise, will not bite your finger when you hit the subscribe button. So please go ahead and subscribe today to us on YouTube so you will get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Whew, a lot to said and done, but most importantly, hoping you are having a safe and happy Halloween. Although if you're listening to this after the fact, you know that's going to be Halloween already done. So 
I will tell you now, though, I wish everybody out there right now a happy and safe Halloween like we did last night. If you get a chance, please check out our post game for the Lakers and Nuggets, which included all the Halloween festivities. I'm still in a nice costume. I'm in the Las Vegas Golden Knights jersey right there for playing the traditional Las Vegas hockey goon. So thank you for that. But you can go ahead and support all the things I just mentioned. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, I know we wanted to go ahead and touch on some things with our NBA observations each and every week. We have some observations going on in the NBA and here today to talk about the game because, of course, Joe Soro is out trick-or-treating, like I said. Wouldn't you know he would be just before we go on air? He's a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. It's the madman from Toronto, the guy getting out Toronto traffic, the magic man himself, Sean Grice and Sean Great to have you here, my friend. Sounding good, sounding clear on StreamYard. Truly appreciate you having you here. Blue Magic is here. Gerald, you absolutely killed it with the clown costume. Gave me some Pennywise vibes or John Wayne Gacy. You know what? That's what I think that uh, Joe was saying, that that same thing as well. Uh, I think that what it comes down to is uh, the clown suit. I thought it worked. I thought it was great. I thought it was great in the spirit. You don't see Lakers Nation doing anything like that. I actually was turned on to them while we were on the air and you know what those guys were just some black bland polos eh, whatever us were from full costume okay joe had a rob palenka piece of paper in front of his face but he was still a costume nonetheless still want to thank everybody for being part of our halloween special if you want to go ahead check it out please do so it was a fun time indeed it still fits in with the holiday motif for here for halloween but here today to talk about what's going on with the NBA, again, the man-man from Toronto, the guy getting out of Toronto traffic, the magic man indeed, it is Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here because I, over the weekend, got 500 email messages between you and Joe because you guys lack for a common messenger thing. So, heck, use Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com to go ahead and converse between you guys, between two different countries. and yeah. Well, I will say this. It was over two very touchy situations, one which is pretty self-explanatory and one which gets into some deeper things, which, you know, both you and I are agreement on as far as really being abhorrent and just really disgusting. Joe didn't say he approved of anything, just said that he wanted to look at the situation in another way. So I won't speak for him, but you know that's Joe. He'll speak for himself, and he'll do so the next chance he gets when he stops trick-or-treating. So that's for sure. That's going to take a little while because, you know, he's a big guy. Probably wants yeah. Candy. Well, you know, he says he doesn't eat candy, but, you know. Well, when, you're, when you're 6'3", 280, as he says, you're going to get more tricks than treats, Joe. This is true. I'm, I still can't, you know, if I'm I, my house, if I hear him banging outside my door, I'm just like, man, I'm turning off all the lights. <laughs> so am I. Yes. But the first thing on tap, obviously, when we talk about what's going on with the NBA and NBA observations is with Josh Primo. We'll go ahead and start there because I think that's the easier the two things to discuss. Uh, the situation with Josh Primo getting waived, a 19-year-old. Second-year point guard from San Antonio, he got waived, but it was rightly so and justifiable, totally justifiable because there are now accusations and, I guess, uh, pretty founded 
information that he is alleged to have exposed himself to not only one but multiple women whether they're connected with the San Antonio Spurs or whatnot. And the Spurs had no other choice to go ahead and release him. He was not picked up on waivers, so he's a free agent as of this time. I think that as an organization, that's what you need to do. It's just a shame that you just had to choke on now $8 million in order to do so. And the fact you signed him to an extension about 18 days ago was really kind of a little bit of a kicker there. So it's a little Mm -hmm. bit of an extra ouch on it. But your thoughts on this, this is truly a young man that sounds like he's very troubled. He actually made a statement, as I read on the air the other night, that, you know, some type of past trauma is is he's having to work through as far as, you know, for his mental health and and issues like that. But Obviously, if he's exposing himself to other individuals, other females, that's something that's that's really not acceptable under any circumstances. And the only question is, when did San Antonio know? And I mean, because it, it just their their actions, you know, the ultimate actions was justifiable. But did it come to the point where they found this out right away and did it? Or did they just let it linger? Or did they get the reports in? What we, that stuff will all wash out in the mud. But your thoughts on this whole Josh Primo situation in San Antonio? Yeah, you know something, Gerald? Very shocking turn of events with this young man, to say the least. Very um, sad. Yes. Um, G- Gerald, everybody, was probably as shocked as anybody over this situation. Well, you didn't know I have a kid 19 yeah. years ago. He was there. He was a reach in the first round. Right. I, I remember you saying that. Yeah. But, but still, he was somebody that, you know, they picked up their, you know, his third year on his contract and somebody that they thought they had a future with it. And it's just seemingly, uh, you know, Blue Magic says Josh Primo likely got off easy. What he did is a form of sexual assault. The individuals affected could bring charges. Absolutely. You know, back yeah. in the day, a 19-year-old mm-hmm. kid at the college party, the college frat party, thinking it's funny to go streaking or to expose himself, everybody's, ha, ha, ha. that's not acceptable. No. Not acceptable there. And it's certainly yeah. not acceptable in the workplace as, it, you know, what's being alleged right now for Josh, Josh Primo. Yeah. Yes, Gerald. Uh, completely unacceptable. Um I I know somebody very well who works in one of those locker rooms in the physiotherapy room with a lot of different kinds of athletes. And um, that behavior is, is not only no longer tolerated when it's seen by others, it's called out, which I applaud people for now doing it's, it's an uncomfortable situation to have to, um, step up to, but people have to continue to do this because the big problem is Josh Primo needs some kind of therapy at this point before he even thinks about what he's going to uh, accomplish with his basketball career. I'm no doctor, but you know this. Um, it it it's a compulsion, Gerald. We. You know, if anyone's done any research on a subject like this or seen anything um, in the media regarding, you know, certain proclivities that people have with sexual fetishes, I know this can be uncomfortable for people, but the fact is, is that Josh is a young man with a problem Mm -hmm. and he needs to address that. And 
he needs to address the underlying reasons why he has the problem he has. And hopefully he will do that. I wish him well. I, I'm just very disappointed in the young man for this kind of behavior. It's, it's unacceptable. And people need to understand that, that um, there used to be a culture uh, with males alpha males in particular, where they they want to show everybody what they have, so to speak. And again, the, the, the days of that culture are not only numbered, they're gone, and it's no longer to be tolerated, accepted. And I believe Blue Magic is correct. I think Josh Primo avoided his very serious serious uh criminal problem we don't know that yet because yes one of these it is rumored that one yeah well one of the let me just say this one of the staff members or former staff member of the san antonio spurs has uh i guess according to what has been alleged has uh retained an attorney so this could be either becoming a civil or a full-on uh, criminal investigation. So he is not well, out of the woods yet by any stretch of the imagination. No, and and Gerald, to um, to add something to this, um, given your journalistic background, I I was doing a lot of thinking about this. I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what one of the best articles I've ever read a, a journalist uh, write was um, in Sports Illustrated. It was called "Gangster in the Huddle" mm-hmm. by. Um, uh, I forget the 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 man's name, but it was about Aaron Hernandez, and it was a very in depth piece, and it went into very specific details about where Aaron Hernandez was from and why he became the person he became. And my question, I will tell is, you, well, I will tell you, was uh, written by Ron Borges and Paul Solotaroff. It, it was a great article. I highly recommend it. For, it's in Rolling Stone and Sports Illustrated, just to let you know. And uh, my question to you is, Gerald, um, given your background, you, you obviously know more than most of us that, you know, all of these um, valuable sports franchises have private investigators. Uh-huh. Do you have an inkling that maybe the Spurs knew in advance but then you have to question why they would pick up the third year of his contract. I agree. So, I don't. I mean, it just le- lends itself to saying that they didn't know because if they didn't know and picked up the contract, that's really, really bad. If it was reported, ignored, and his contract was picked up, that's even a whole lot worse. And that right. gets them in as far as in trouble, as far as possibly for civil litigation. Uh, from, I, from okay. I, there. I was hoping for some clarification on that because so you're saying if, if that had happened, that the Spurs might have been, um, uh, uh, you know, found guilty of being actionable, right? Absolutely. Let's say you did something like that at work. Yeah, you have right. not done anything like that at work. Yeah. Right. The only thing you've ever said wrong was probably about Joe Soro, but we <laughs> digress. But um, let's say something like that happened as far as right. you doing or it happened upon you. And the company went ahead to the individual, the alleged perpetrator, and went ahead and actually did that as far as gave that individual either a raise or an extension on their existing contract. 
that's a message. That's something that mm-hmm. a lawyer can go ahead and say. That's a message that's been said that they tolerate or approve or giving that individual a platform to go ahead if they already know about these allegations and they went ahead and yeah it's just it's a mess it all depends i'm hoping for the san antonio spurs that they didn't know until after they committed the actual uh, you know uh, extension on that contract if they did know beforehand or if they knew about the alleged rumors and allegations, if it had been more reported by the time he they did their actual, they gave them actual extension, then that's a problem. That is a problem for them, and that's a problem not just for Josh Primo, but for the San Antonio Spurs. And and you have to think that um, if, if, like you said, Gerald, once it gets through the mud, we'll see everything in, in the, the clear of day. Yep. Um, but this could possibly make for an irrevocable relationship with Greg Popovich and the Spurs. If if the Spurs knew about this, well, and maybe Greg, Greg knew. Pop- we don't even know yeah, who. Anyway. See, you know, and and then then it goes to the question of of the the credibility of this culture, Gerald, and and that question. However, people may may dismiss it or not like the way it's perceived. That will be feasted upon because it will be seen as completely hypocritical. So you're you're hundred percent right about that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know. Condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is Sean Grice, the magic man, the madman from Toronto, the guy getting out of Toronto traffic. It's our good friend indeed. Got to go and check out what he's doing today anytime he stops by here at the Lakers Fast Break. Once again, it's NBA Observations. It's Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. You guys wanted us to cover the NBA on a weekly basis, and we're more than happy to oblige. Want to wish you again a happy and safe Halloween out there. I'm in my festive Las Vegas Golden Knights uniform, being the hockey goon that I am. But 
I'm hoping that this plays out as far as, you know, for the kid long term, as far as getting the help he needs to try and go ahead and and either pay his his his, you know, whatever he's going to be able to have to pay because of whatever he has, you know, he did wrong and, and and take care of that and put that behind him. But hopefully somehow get his life on track, not his NBA career. I could, you know, the NBA career is, is second place, get his life on track, get whatever issues he needs to go ahead and get whatever demons excise that, that need to go ahead and be excised and get this kid back on track as far as a human being first and foremost, but he does need to go ahead and pay for or you know deal with the consequences of what he did because that is definitely uh, some very very questionable things and very uh, disappointing actions by an individual who had such a bright career ahead of him. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and you know the um, the trauma that he spoke about. Um, nobody should entirely dismiss that as unreal. No. But still, it's not an excuse. No, sir, you are 100% correct. No excuse. Um, Your your past behavior doesn't need to be a reflection of your present moment. And people who learn from their mistakes or understand what their problems are usually try to avoid situations or triggers that that end up uh, manifesting themselves like this. But like you said, man, He's a 19-year-old kid. Um, I can remember what it was like to be 19, and and you know you think you're you're invincible, and nothing can stop you from achieving whatever you want. But wh- whenever you think that um, you're on a platform where you're above everybody and you're above everything, life has a way of crashing you right down on your face and you know gerald most people and when i mean most people i mean people like me yourself joe tom jamie blue magic phil um we handle adversity pretty well as individuals we get bad news we deal with it and we try to do it in a constructive way and then we move on with their lives. And I just find it perplexing that a young man like this, the signs were there and there needs to be questions raised now in every NBA locker room, or at least it should be if you if you have a, a, a staff and a, a group of men who are willing to admit that you know certain behavior is not to be tolerated when you're in the outside world if you're in our world it's our world we keep it in our world but once you're outside of our world and your behavior manifests itself in such a horrible disgusting way it reflects badly on all of us. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if I'm Adam Silver, I've got the Excedrin medicine right there close to my, my desk right there, ready to go ahead and use because I've got Excedrin headache number one, two, and oh. 15 because the fact his week last week was not very good as it got closer and closer to the end of the week because not only did he have to deal with the Josh Primo situation and now 
a, a, a pretty much a what could be a black or bloody eye for the league once again with what's going on as this continues that story will probably go ahead and still continue to build and build as we find out more and more information and what the san antonio spurs did and did not know or when they knew and you know as far as that situation goes but also as well with the brooklyn nets that's a dumpster fire right now in many ways. But before we get to the team itself, we're going to go ahead and have to hit the big issue on it. Something which you and Joe were going back and forth on continuously over the course of the weekend. And that is Kyrie Irving and some, uh, in my opinion, and this is my opinion only, very unfortunate and very uh, disgusting tweets that he made out. And he's tried to clarify them. And he tried to get in the tit for tat with ESPN's Nick Friedel. If you've seen the footage, it's all over Twitter as far as his discussions on it. And that didn't help him. That didn't give him any favors. Basically, on his Twitter in recent days or recent weeks, he uh, posted something that from uh, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, which uh, something from that he said back in the 90s, I believe if that's correct. And then also he, he supported a movie, a documentary movie. Uh, which supports a lot of incorrect statements and incorrect things, plus also uh, has a lot of disparaging and hateful things towards people of the Jewish faith. So the anti-Semitism, which you've seen from the backlash of what Kanye West has continued to say on Twitter and now on Parler, and then also as well what Kyrie Irving has posted in recent days, is to me very disturbing as very troubling and the fact is I'm, I'm pretty sure when he posts these things he knows what the kind of response he's going to get i believe he's an intelligent individual okay i believe he's intelligent enough to know that when he posts these things with with a conspiracy theorist alex jones who just had you know and has actually going to have more judgments most likely levied against him totaling well over a billion dollars regards to his comments that he said around the around the tragedy at sandy hook and then also as well, which he's, which Kyrie has said he is disassociating. He is not, he has said uh, unequivoc- unequivocally that he is not uh, equating Alex Jones's comments on Sandy Hook and he does not share those same views, but other things that Alex Jones has said. And then when it comes to uh, the movie that he was putting on, he says he wasn't promoting the movie. He was just tweeting out there as something that he want. He is he's viewed and I guess uh, enjoyed. I think that's what what I think it was trying to get out of it, as far as on Twitter or something that he was recommending. That he was not trying to put it out there on a platform as far as advertising is in full. But he is he. I think he is an intelligent enough individual to understand the kind of following he has. When he puts something out there, people will watch and people will listen. So your thoughts on this, you've had an extensive conversation with Joe via Lakers fast break at yahoo.com on this. And we've gone back and you guys have gone back and forth on this all weekend long, which is the reason why I was, I set this up for you today was for him to be here live on the air for this. And wouldn't you know, he goes trick or treating that darn guy. So mm-hmm. your thoughts on this, my friend, although he has a family just like I do. So I can't say I a hundred percent blame him, but. You know he's going to share his thoughts sometime in the near future. So you two will probably meet up and discuss it at some point on the air. But your thoughts on this, again, to me, these are are extremely poor choices that he made from an individual that continually wants to push the button on the contrarian side of things. 
And if that's your view, that's your view. I, anything I say is not going to change that a bit. But to me, it's extremely unfortunate. And it comes to the point where now the Brooklyn Nets, especially after the owner, has tried to disassociate himself mm-hmm. from this and also said that he was going to speak to Kyrie on why he would he would support such a movie with so, so many anti-Semitism tropes in it and so uh, you know messages in it. Your thoughts on this, my friend, because it really is a very unfortunate and very ill ill choice, I think, for him to go ahead and do that, knowing knowing that it's going to push a lot of buttons out there. I think he absolutely knows it's going to push a button a lot of buttons out there as soon as he made those tweets. Hundred percent, he does. Yeah, he's an intelligent interview. Now, you know, any individual such as him, he he has a background that that he understands. He knows how to play this game, and he seems to be enjoying playing it. He enjoys playing this game. I, I can tell. Of, of course, he does. That's just my opinion. Just my no, opinion. Uh, it, well, it. He went to Duke, right? Yeah. So he, he yeah. is he's a college he's he, he went, individual that, yeah, he went, to university. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he went to he went to a university that has a highly respected and highly decorated medical facility. Yeah. And and he would know that the microchip stuff that he was spreading around too was ridiculous fodder. He knew. He knew he knew. He knows. I, you know, he but knows. I don't. Again, let's let's veer away that, from that. You know, you know all what, the other stuff. Right. Let's, let's, let's just focus right. on the here and now. So right, right, this is what right. what this is what right. set you and Joe off against yes, each other. Yeah, and and first of all, I um, it was a nice and cordial debate, but it it, 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 it a was heavy I, should, I I probably should have just made it between himself and I, but at the time. No, it's okay. I love reading it. I, I, but, I will do the Michael Jackson meme where I'm just eating the popcorn, and I put okay, my two well, cents in uh, from you know, time to time. Yeah, that I'm sure made a lot of people a little bit uncomfortable. And That's fine. We, we yeah. need to get uncomfortable from time yeah, to time. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree, and I'm not. I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable, to be honest with you. It but doesn't he is, bother he is, me. He is someone who is uh, able to qualify and, for Duke. Yes. You know, Duke is a yes. reputable university, and he's yes. an intelligent individual. That, yes, and I, I agree and with you. he knows what he's a, doing. He's a provocateur. That's I, I, I can see him having a second career being uh, being an agent of chaos, as you will. I, I, he just loves throwing grenades anywhere he goes at any point in time, really. Um. I tried uh, explaining this to, you know, for, for, first off, I, I date somebody of the Jewish faith. We've been together a long time. And I so. told you guys I was at a wedding. Remember, I was yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. The wedding was both a Roman Catholic and a Jewish wedding. And I, I, saw, thing. I, saw the, I saw the beauty of both ceremonies. I enjoyed both ceremonies. I got to see the culture of both ceremonies. I got to see. And, and the, didn't you enjoy didn't you enjoy the the high chair, Gerald? I mean, yeah, wasn't that absolutely. a thrill? Of well, course. it wasn't a thrill to uh, the guys that had to lift up the groom. Uh, one guy actually felt a pain. I think he's actually going oh. to see a doctor because it went it ripped through his shoulder when he lifted up the groom. I, I it's funny because there was eight people, and they're okay to get everybody out there out there during the course of the wedding reception for after the Jewish ceremony. You, there's a situation where the bride and groom are sitting on the chairs, sitting on chairs, and you have to, as individuals, usually yeah, it's the groomsmen or or just guys involved as far as that are there. They lift up both the groom and the bride in separate chairs, 
and they're just shaking up and down, wee wee, like that, you know, every, while the music's going, and whatnot. And it's funny because eight people went around there, five off for the guy, at three for the girl. And I had the choice. I was the last one to go there. And I chose, I'm looking left and right. So you know I'm going to go and try and lift up the 90-pound bride. You know I'm going to do that. So much easier. So I'll just leave it at that. But it was a beautiful experience to understand because this is something I was not privy to in my life. So I wanted to understand and learn more. And I was thankful that I did. So And just appreciating new cultures and new religions that, that, you know, were just experienced these things. And it was nice for what it was. And I enjoyed it. So, you know, I just don't understand why people can't be open to these kind of things and just have to continually line the hate that's out there. Yes, Gerald, I agree 100%. And, um, I'll, I'll go back to the, the point I was trying to make to Joe, and he didn't actually respond, was that Omri Caspi was his, was his teammate for a couple years, uh, a player of the Jewish faith. I mean, yeah, you know, and looking back, if, if, if uh, Laker fans want to remember, Jordan Farmer, also Jewish. So... You know that there's um, there's definitely a, a, a like you said, Gerald. There needs to be a connectivity between having an open mind when you're experiencing something new, rather than relying on old tropes and dangerous stereotypes that can lead to harm. That's I think that's what's um bothers most people who are who feel offended or are victims of this so to speak is that certain um certain individuals have decided that you know a a certain group of people that they've associated over the years and I'm just going to say it's it's celebrity cult culture like Kanye West and Donald Trump and Kyrie Irving who've decided, you know, I've, I've seen the way certain people move in society. And so I'm going to uh, decide that uh, I'm going to promote something that just attributes every nasty, horrible, horrendous stereotype given to a a group of people. I mean, you know, most, uh, most, most people, like, and me and Joe have had this conversation before, are just looking to just live their best lives, and they're not looking, they're not looking to take over the world and uh, and decide they're going to replace this group of people with that. And th- th- there's just there's such an alarming rate of just bogus crap that people believe Gerald I'm 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 confounded by it only in the sense when it manifests as violence that's what's really disturbing if somebody is um a racist or is a bigot you know it used to be that you know, they were either out with it or they were in the closet with it. And now not only are people out with it, they think they can get in your face with it. Well, they could just type it behind a keyboard. Yeah. Yes. And it, it, or just use their smartphone. Right. And it's of no consequence, but actually the old saying, 
um, that, um, and I heard uh, an elderly woman say this earlier, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words hurt, Gerald. Yeah, words hurt these days. Words, words do hurt. Words do hurt. It, Especially it's, with the platforms that we now use our words upon, it does hurt, and it can hurt greatly. Yes. And, and it wields know, great influence on top of that, as we're seeing, you know, this past weekend with uh, the Paul Pelosi case where, yeah. you know, someone was, uh, you know, went down the rabbit hole and decided to act upon it because that's where we're coming to as a society, which is a very shameful thing. But uh, I, I want to get back to we can, you know, again, if you are on whatever side of the fence you're on, that's whatever side of the fence you're on. I have to respect that. And I just have to go ahead and tell you that. I may be on the other side, but I want to try and create a civil discourse as far as the discussion, which you and Joe, who are on opposite sides of the coin, it, for the most part, from what I saw, decided to have. You had a civil discourse and a discussion, and I appreciated that immensely. There was no name-calling. There was no dirty words. There was acceptable. There was, uh, there was something that you guys agree upon. You, you did agree upon it. When you found a happy medium, you did so. It was a great conversation between you two that last 50 emails. So I wanted to go ahead and just say, really reiterate that the, the impact that this, what he's doing, yeah, he knows he's pushing buttons. That's, that's agreed upon. But what he's continually doing in a contract year, and I am so glad that for months now, because of the fact that I said, you know, I finally caved in and said, you know what? Go, I, we need to go ahead and get Kyrie. We need to go yeah. ahead and get the two picks for Kyrie, two picks for it's Kyrie. It's done for me. And that's what I'll ask you here in a second, and we'll finish up there. But I am so glad that the Lakers, on top of all their their mess that they are going through right now, don't have a situation with Kyrie because of the fact that this thing can get a lot uglier, a lot quicker, a lot sooner. And the fact is, I thought he would stay on the straight and narrow in his contract year, in his free agency year, he doesn't get the fact that this will cost him monetarily. He thinks that he's going to be Teflon and somebody's going to sign him for a max contract. That very well may be, but that whoever does is going to get a lot of feedback and a lot of brushback because of it, which may ultimately hurt them long-term. So I understand he'll probably still get signed to a contract. He may even get signed to a contract with the Lakers. That's a very real possibility. So I ask you, my friend, you said you were done. In your in your email comments, if the Lakers do get get Kyrie, which again is a very great possibility, is that a case that you'll stick to as far as you being done as a Lakers fan? I I would renounce my my Lakers fandom if uh, if they sign this individual, Gerald. It's it's non negotiable. It's a it's a deal breaker for me. Um, it it again this. It, it has very little to do with Kyrie Irving. He's just the vessel. He's just the messenger. It's it's a lot of the same um, stereotypes and tropes I heard from Kanye West, Donald Trump. Um, any, and, uh, yeah, you, I, I know, and I get that yeah, in regards to the uh, business. Yeah, so and the business for him, and, for him yeah. to I, I, Gerald. You know, you you're from you're from the city of angels, my brother. You know the history of of how Jews came to America and they came to California and they came to LA and and they worked so hard, man. 
that like any other ethnic group in America, any Cal- other group that that's false, you know, any religion right. or any any yeah, ethnic and group, and know. and they're they're a big part of the heart of L.A. And for if they were to if the Lakers were to bring Kyrie into the fold, Gerald, I think it would cause a schism. I really do. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and say you know the Lakers have brought in questionable individuals before and it's not moved the needle enough to where it's it's made them change their minds on it. I'm just gonna say that out loud. <laughs> so if they they went after Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving may no longer be available to the Lakers for let's say two picks, there may be the real possibility that the in order to if they want to get rid of Kyrie Irving, if Joe Sy said I've had enough of him, he may want to give up whatever assets he has left in order to get rid of Kyrie Irving. So there's that very real possibility. And I mentioned that on the other day's show, that that is a possibility now, which might make him more attractive to all these other franchises willing to pick him up. Let's put that out there because okay. the fact is it went, went from, you know, okay, we're to get Kyrie, we're going to have to give up our two picks to now a team or a team, not just the Lakers, but any team would have to give up multiple picks to now saying, Oh, you want to get rid of Kyrie? What you going to pay us? Yeah. Okay. You got to pay, give us Kyrie and something else to sweeten the deal because of all the backlash you're about ready to get. So things might have changed that far in the direction. That's how bad this thing is, is gotten for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I just think that, you know, with, with what you said about the Jewish community in LA, uh, I think there's these common uh, misconceptions about what the industry in, in the entertainment industry was once and then what the entertainment industry is now. Yeah, is, I'm not talking about that. It, it is multi, it is multicultural. It is more diverse. It is more, uh, you know, if then ever. It doesn't have a need. Does it, yeah, I was does it need to go farther? About, yeah. Well, let me, let me say this. Does it need to go farther as an industry? Yes, but the entertainment industry, whether it's music, movies, or television, is not run by one demographic any no. longer. It, or at, even at all. It hasn't been for decades. You know the neither is the bank neither is the banking industry. No, it's you know who runs the entertainment industry. I got I would clue if I give Kyrie and I give Kanye. A, you know if I'm sitting at a table with them, I would say you know who's actually running the entertainment industry. The shareholders are running yes. the entertainment yes. industry right now. Yes. So yes. yeah, so look who is shows it? up. Oh, hold on, hold on. So that's who runs it right now. It's because there these entertainment industries moguls the entertainment industry companies they're always trying to go ahead and appease to the shareholders at large but of course yes that it's it's about who owns disney stuff it's about it's, money and it's, it's about and, yes. it's about the benjamin yes and you go look at the shareholders for all these entertainment industry companies and it's not owned by one individual demographic or one individual religion race or whatever creed or, or whatever no, it's hell by, oh, yeah yeah, hell, Ron DeSantis said that the state of Florida has a has a fund that they invested in Twitter. I would say you got your heads, you need your heads examined investing in Twitter. But you know what? Like he said, that's their fund. Yep. This is business. I understand that too. Well, Star Child, I will say, why would the Nets give up assets to get rid of Kyrie when his contract expires after the season? If it gets ugly. And the team is in really in a bad state where they're one and five already. You never know what a team wants to do when it wants to get rid of that embarrassing of a public relations nightmare known as Kyrie Irving right now, because he is a public relations nightmare. So it all He's depends. A, Gerald, I, I, I just, it's like just the, something I'm throwing yeah. out. It's just something I just I'm like throwing to out comment to something on his behavior too. This is a 30 year old child. 
that's what that's what he behaves like. He behaves like a child. Mm-hmm. I, I don't agree. I, I don't agree with a lot of the things people say. It happens in life. I don't agree with a lot of things my brother says, or my dad did, or my mom. It's life. But the fact remains is that you have to handle situations like in a, a competent, rational adult and think before you speak and understand what somebody's trying to say and not put words in their mouth. Dehumanize me. But then again, Kyrie yeah, but, Irving, but well, hold on, because Kyrie Irving could say that to you. And that's what he did say to Nick Friedell, was that He did. Yeah, yeah. He, he so. did. He did. That was the most. I'm not trying to defend Kyrie. No, here. I'm just I, trying no, to use I what you just what said in his I case. Yeah. Yes. And and Nick handled it like an adult. Yeah. As so. a, but but I would have had a follow up question personally. But that's just he wasn't me. allowed to go ahead and finish he wasn't it. allowed. So. He wasn't allowed. And before before Kyrie left, he said, "Change your life, bro." That's yeah. what he told Nick Friedel. So this is a child. I, I just wanted to get that out of the way. A thirty-year-old child. But again, you know, to start child, yeah, it's the last year of his contract. But it all depends on how he wants to leave. So obviously, right now, you know, as, as far as a, a PR mess that Brooklyn Nets have to clean up, they may just want to get rid of it. They just may want to get rid of it. But we'll see. I mean, they're one in five. We'll talk about them as a potential trade partner for other assets that they have. They're an awful team. Well, we'll talk about that here in a sec, but. Before we go, he is here. He's a good man indeed. It is Ox1947. You know what? Regardless of what's gone on in regards to the emails you guys sent back and forth, regards to everything else, you're on mute right now. So you did everything that went back and forth. You know what? I'm glad to have you here, my friend. I'm so thankful. You said you weren't going to be here till 8, so I kind of freaked out. I said, yeah, we got to go on with Sean anyways. Glad you're here. How was the trick-or-treating for you, my friend? Well, my my youngest got tired after about an hour. Uh, she okay. filled up her bucket. I uh, they're gonna you're probably gonna hear some Halloween music here every now and then when they start giving out candy at the house. Okay, that's but okay. I'll, YouTube will just throw a copyright block. But I'll do I'll do I'll do uh, I'll do my. But best I don't sound to, like I make money off this. I'll, I'll be <laughs> I'll I'll, 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 do, I'll do my best to project enough to where i can maybe hide the sound i think i could have it on for like 20 seconds or something there's something like there's a limit i think that they'll allow me to go ahead and have but you know i'm, I'm hoping one day i can make money from this channel i'm hoping one day that we can make money off this channel we'll i don't see. see any reason why we wouldn't i've seen enough <laughs> i've seen enough schleppy podcasts out there making money that i'd be i'd feel pretty low if we okay. didn't <laughs> i don't want to i don't want back too much on lakers nation all i will say is they were not in the halloween spirit but we were last night. Last night, I think we killed it. But that's just me just saying that right there for you. It is the Lakers fast break. Joe is here. We've talked to extensively about Josh Primo and the situation going on with San Antonio Spurs. And as you've been hearing, Joe, you came in on our conversations in regards to what's going on with Kyrie Irving. The tweets, whichever way you want to view him, he did try to clarify them in regards to trying to disassociate certain aspects of these tweets that he actually tweeted out we're talking about as far as not just the content but also the fact that when he sent them out he understood what he was doing and what kind of controversy this would create you've been back and forth with sean all weekend long i wanted to give you as well i'm thankful that you're here so you get a platform instead of one of our post game shows to go ahead and speak this out your thoughts on this whole Kyrie Irving saga as we go ahead and into possibly even more 
bad PR for the Nets in the coming weeks. So we support those who have a movement. We've been talking about this for a few years now, about having a platform. The problem when you have someone like Kyrie, LeBron, famous people who have lived the entitlement world life to their to their choice or not it doesn't matter it's kind of like the, the the example i use when i talk to friends of mine uh let's say about new uh, uh news 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 channels news uh you know like fox and cnn i said even these guys have polluted themselves so bad that even if they speak the truth it doesn't matter the source is already contaminated. So it doesn't really matter if Kyrie believes in fairies, in... Uh, Earth is flat. Earth is, Earth is flat. It doesn't matter. Or, or let's just say he comes out and says, guys, we have a really bad problem with pollution. Okay, that, that's probably true in L.A., places like that. But at that point, it's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's Kyrie saying it. I understand having a platform and I understand having a thought. We're all Americans. We all have issues. We all have things that we want to address. The, the reality is most of us, at least in my end, I don't really care what Kyrie's political views are. I would never watch Kyrie, LeBron, whomever it is that's an athlete doing a political campaign, right or wrong. I've said to my friends for years, I really like Barack Obama as a, as a person. Uh, I think he's eloquent. I think he's an, a very educated man, obviously, and he's, he has a, 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 enough uh, charisma and enough of a good personality to where he's, he's engaging. But I absolutely disagree with his politics. In, in almost every phase. So back to what Sean was saying, he has friends, family that he doesn't agree with. That's life guys. Jeez. But we've come into this thing where we've polluted everything, everything, sports, your home life, your work, work area, because of people who don't care about you. What are you, what are you supporting? Like I, I, the word support is really hilarious to me. Support. In 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 in, in Europe, in England, those places, they, they they call fans supporters. That's what I think about. Or a jock supporter. When I hear somebody <laughs> say, Oh, you're a Trump supporter, or you're a this supporter, or that, I'm like, supporter, we mean supporter. Supporter what? I mean like a like a cup. And of course I get a laugh. I go, listen, buddy, I support one thing. That's my family. Okay. That's what I support. I, I support my friends secondarily. <laughs> you know, I don't know who the hell Kyrie Irving is. I don't know who LeBron is. I don't know who the hell any of these politicians are. I don't know them. And I don't want to know them. I want them to do their jobs. For me, Kyrie, I want to watch Kyrie play basketball because he has a skill set that is rare. And I'm a, I'm a sports guy. I love that kind of stuff. LeBron, same thing. Uh, if there's a politician out there that's supposed to take care of something, he's an elected official that's going to try and 
make everybody happy, which is what these guys are trying to do to some degree. And it never works because you can't make everybody happy. And to think that these guys have to be perfect cracks me up too, because who's perfect in our lives? I mean, there's things my wife does that I want to throw myself out a window. With, <laughs> right? And then there's things she does that I love. So who's this stranger that's on TV that I don't know not to make me angry on certain things or make me happy at the same time. So I got a look from him. <laughs> got the evil eye. I know that look from my wife all too well. So, so where do we go from here? So now, guys, this is the repercussion of the constant. And my thing is where it turned for me is how the players, LeBron included, since he's the leader of this group. Guys, he's the leader. He is the number one player of this era. There's no doubting that. I know Steph Curry's great. I know Klay Thompson is great and Durant, but LeBron well, not if has... you talk to Charles Barkley. I don't, I don't want to talk about Charles Barkley. He, LeBron is the guy. He has a lot of influence, and he's been a terrible leader outside that court because he doesn't do his homework. He is, I'm sorry to say this, he is the Donald Trump of the NBA he, he doesn't prepare. He doesn't read. He doesn't, he just he wings it, goes off his feelings a lot. So we're, we're at a place now where guys like Kyrie, sorry, Sean, did you have something to say? Uh, I did, Joe. I, 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 I'm sorry for interrupting your phone, oh, okay. my Go friend, ahead. but uh, I just wanted to say, this is what you just said is something I've been trying to get across to, to people older people, younger people, is that what you're talking about is true. But I was trying, me and Gerald are discussing this, this, this cult of celebrity, this idea that you got to get on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter every time a single thought enters into your head creates a situation of toxic sludge in your brain. It really does. It, it, it really does. Having to consume every thought, every feeling you have on a social media platform is dangerous. It just is. It's not natural either. And the problem that exists is that people like Ben Simmons and like Kyrie exist in a world on social media where everything they say is filtered through the lens of of anything that's good or positive. Nothing in the way of critical thinking. I I I just want I just want to be recognized for this because I know Gerald once said that he one of the reasons he does these podcasts is that in the future, if if his uh, grandkids or his great grandkids want to know what he thought about certain things it would, there would be a record of it. So I just want to be said that, you know, I, I, I think social media is, is the, um, is the toxic venom that's invaded society. And, and it's, it's, it's gotta be, there has to be a, a cure for it because it's dangerous. It's, oh, but then we, you have situations where the cure, Gerald, go ahead, Joe. I'm done. Go oh, ahead, Gerald, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. Well, the situation you're talking about that, as far as the toxic venom, it gets worse when an individual is allowed to buy it 
buys it Ooh. and then then just expands it upon the under the guise of free speech hate and toxins that uh, people seem to be emboldened by as soon as he actually takes over on it so lebron james speaks out on it and rightly so and correctly so in my opinion yeah again some of the tweets that he said over the years may not have been in the best judgment some of them were yes, some know. of them you know it just it all depends how you perceive it but definitely his situation where he spouted off on the the people now emboldened to go ahead and just spew toxic yes on the on you know in their tweets right right i understand what i want no place for it i want no part of that i want that's not the twitter i signed up for neither neither do i but then again you know i don't i don't read the new york times that's owned by carlos slim i don't read the washington post that's owned by jeff bezos i don't consume a lot of this media for because it's all the and same i agree with you star it's, child you do have the right to speak up no matter yeah, if you're an athlete sure. or not right for to sure. speak up is not the point it's back to the misinformation so i got into a discussion with a friend of mine who was a little perturbed about mookie betts wearing a shirt during the all-star game that said we need more black families at baseball games hmm she was upset. That's a great message, I right, think. Right? Now, here's the difference, guys. I want you to pay attention to this. Because Mookie Betts was on one knee, one knee too, during the anthem. I go, there's a difference, guys. You got to really focus, okay? Focus on each situation as its own thing. Why are you angry at Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee? And why are you not angry that Mookie Betts did? Because Mookie Betts doesn't say stupid stuff, okay? He doesn't say contradictory stuff. Baseball is having an issue making baseball for black Americans appealing. And he's trying to make it appealing. There's a difference, okay? It's not this defiance saying I'm trying to support something and then contradicting yourself and then doing something for monetary reasons or wearing socks with animals on it. I'm just going to keep it at that. There's this contradictory thing that I focus on, okay? I focus on those things that contradict what you're saying. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is what I chase. Don't be a hypocrite. If I catch you being a hypocrite, I don't care who you are, where you're coming from, or what your message is, I'm going to call you out on it. If you're going to be about it, be about it. So someone mentioned Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was the most about it, athlete in the history of sports. he threw he threw his gold medal in the he Ohio ruined River. his prime the prime of a boxer really is about three years you can argue five muhammad ali threw away his prime year for his people he was broke guys until he got reinstated well you, well, you talk about misinformation. One of the tweets that was stated or indicated from Kyrie was in regards to a documentary that's full of misinformation. So and what does that say? So misinformation, it doesn't matter if it's misinformation or not for most people. If they feel that that's how they feel, they're going to support it because that makes them feel, yeah, that's it. It doesn't matter. That's what whole. That's what this whole social media thing is about. About Maybe, your feelings. About your you feelings. Feel, so back, Sean, back to what I was saying. So we're sitting here getting lectured by people saying about privilege, about this, and how the guys that are sitting up top have all the advantage, right? Now, Starchild had mentioned how 
LeBron came from poverty, right? His mom had to give him away for a minute because she couldn't support him and all these things, right? And I'm, I'm sympathetic to that. But, but he was he was going off on when you were talking about privileged life, and I said that that I said to speak for Joe. At the paraphrase for Joe, I think he was talking about from the time he became a star player in high school, things were changing in his life, not the way he was born when he grew up. Right. When when high school on, he became a multimillionaire going forward. Let's put it this way, guys. Let's in, if we want to be honest, LeBron really hasn't had to worry about anything since he was thirteen. Now, I, I know that he still lived 12 years before that and possibly in some, you know, stressful situations. But so did Dr. Buss. Dr. Buss lived through soup lines. And people look at someone like Dr. Buss and say, oh, he's this guy who's probably privileged and he's rich. If Matter of watch, fact, well, if you watch Legacy, they had to give up their first child. Well, just to, just Again, and, and I, I, I've heard some people say, oh, well, he probably just did that because, you know, they didn't want a baby. It wasn't about poverty. It wasn't about not being able to support it. So if we can go back and play this privilege game, and I can get really serious on that, especially with what's going on in Russia. I'm not going to get into the details no, on that. Let's not get too far. This but is we're, we're NBA talking about observation. The same, NBA, NBA. Right, the same people who talk about others who are privileged all of a sudden when they're in a rut, now they want privilege too. Guys, can't have it both ways. Either you pick one or you're not. Now, the people who have athletic ability that's professional worthy, people who have the ability to act in a next level situation or have a job that takes them to another level that nobody else can do, those guys are going to those guys going to be more privileged than you because they have a talent that's going to bring them more resources. Now, there are a few out there that have become big with no talent, Kardashians and Instagram <laughs> models and things like that. But that's your fault. The public's fault has, has, has made them relevant when they are not. And social media is a big part of that because we like to watch trash. If you don't believe me, go to the 90s. I think the, the hilarious <laughs> thing about all this, the hilarious thing about this is, Everybody thinks this is new. Did you guys live in the 90s? Did you not watch Cops, Jerry Springer, Sally Jesse Raphael, Geraldo getting punched in the nose by some white suppress? Like, I hate when people are, are, are prisoners of the moment and are sitting there going, oh, man, do you remember when people respected each other? No. When was that? When the hell did you respect anything? Uh, I, I got to admit, I did love Morton Downey. See, I, I love well, Morton Downey, Downey was a spoof. I think uh, Dick Dietrich was my favorite. He was on E! Late at Night. That guy <laughs> always made me laugh. No one knows who the hell it is. I think I was the only one awake at midnight watching that guy. That It was a spoof Jerry Springer show that just it cracked me up. But but getting back to uh, what Gerald was saying, I mean, the, Gerald, I understand what you mean by, uh, by Joe Psy maybe deciding to just well, it's the message his in losses, the, it was, you know, about about I, what's going on and what it was. Yeah, I just, out. I just think the timing is off right now because they just, they stink, they stink right now. And if we weren't, if we weren't the stinkiest team in the NBA, they would be the biggest story right now because they are just, they are a terrible group defensively. I, you well, know, I, people I will just say according I, to Mari, I, laugh, uh, I, by laugh, the way, Gerald, I still laugh, Gerald, oh. because you know I've been. I've been watching basketball like religiously. I, and I mean that I like 
That's why I say I can give up the Lakers because I love basketball first. I love basketball first. I love the Lakers because I saw number 32 running down the court in a purple jersey and I was just mesmerized. And But I digress. They stink. I, I laugh now thinking that people thought, really thought that Ben Simmons was a top five player. I never thought he was a top 10 player at his prime in the NBA. Maybe top 15. Maybe you could even argue me top 12, but definitely not top 10. Certainly not top five. You know, we're seeing an, a, a slightly aging Kevin Durant, at least on the defensive side. I mean, teams are just deciding which net they're going to pick apart on any particular possession. Well, I just they, will say this. They are, we have one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. They have the worst. Yes, that's correct. They it's already difficult. Them. It's already difficult to win when you've got all your pieces focused. Look at the Milwaukee Bucks. No one's got their system put together better than them, right? They have the mega star. They have the perfect second star on that team. They have guys that understand their roles. They have a good head coach. They've been champions recently. And it's still difficult, guys. I I, I, I was always say about Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, there was a nine-year window where they didn't win a Super Bowl. Right. Okay. Nine years, almost 10 years where they didn't win a Super Bowl. And these two guys, Belichick and Brady, eat, sleep, die for their sport. So it's already difficult. If a little focus is off, you might as well kiss it goodbye. The only guys that I saw in my life that were that was a internally, externally, whatever was going on behind the scenes, I don't know. Shaq tends to... I don't know. Shaq, I don't want to say he lies, but he, he kind of flubs the... He, he, he likes to exaggerate. He exaggerate. The fact that he said, oh, that was all PR back in the day. BS, Shaq, give me a break. Um, you really didn't like Kobe. Kobe didn't really like you. Save the crap. Those two guys are the only guys that I had seen who, who created this just negative aura everywhere and still whooped your ass. And I'm talking about they whooped everyone's ass for three years. You know why, Joe? Because you see that often in in other lines of work. And I just got to be honest with you because I've seen it firsthand. You see that in, in, in first response. You see that with paramedics, cops who hate each other. But when they're on the scene and on a call, it's like it's Batman and Robin, man. It's, it's one knows what the other's doing before they do it. Because that's just... That's what true professionalism is. It's putting all your BS aside and deciding, yeah, you know what? We're we're just better than them professionally. That's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and I'm glad that's the case. In sports, recent sports, the distractions outside have polluted the league. And it's made it's made guys like LeBron. And what the part that I that I'm gonna say about LeBron in terms of his entitlement. I'm talking about recent stuff. And I'm not talking about what happened 20 years ago or 30 years ago. If you guys have been listening to me on this on this on this show, I want you to really get this clear. I am tired of talking about the past. I know that history is supposed to teach you something, but if I'm gonna, if people are gonna get blamed for what they did 40 years ago and they're not even alive anymore, 
I'm, I'm not going to shut off that discussion because I, I, there's nothing you can do about it. Everybody you, has a past. Somebody everyone has a past. Everyone's had some tragedy. Save me the BS. I know some are worse than others, but it's it, Jesus. Are we going to l- l- keep our lulls on that? Like seriously, it's gotten to the point where everyone goes. Everyone has to create this story of how hard they had it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Of it. I'm talking about now. I think it's been a disservice, and a lot of these players, these leaders of this league. I think it's a disservice on what they've done to Adam Silver. Adam Silver has supported these guys and their opinions and their movement and their community situations. He supported them and they left them in the trash when it was time for them to help him. And when was that? What was that? When was this? When the Sarver situation happened. Okay. Well, that, a lot of that, a lot of that was uh, upon himself. That that press conference he had, Adam Silver just basically dived himself into the, you know, as far as out of the frying pan and into the fire on that yeah. one. That was yeah. a lot of his own doing on that one. That's yeah. not into the well, fire. And, 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 and why and would this, a guy? Why would a guy who's played it so cool for what? He's been commissioner for what seven years now. But he understands. Remember he, who he works for. He yes. works for the governors of the NBA. He okay. works for. He, and the thing is, though, he wanted to make sure he, you know, when you're trying to balance that fine line between the product and the individuals that you actually work for, you know, sometimes you fall off. And he clearly this time this was a misstep for him. He actually had to go and fly to Phoenix to personally apologize on behalf of the league and also what was said and done. Because I know a lot of what was said or not what was not said in that press conference by him was something that was. And why he is he apologizing? He, he didn't do it. He Why is he it, apologizing? Though. He had a chance to put this league forward even Doing more. Doing what? Kicking it, out Sarver? Or at least strongly recommending it to put Don't himself think, in a better face. What did I say during that time? I told you guys, this guy's not going to be owner in a year. Everyone knew this. And the reason why this was different than the Sterling situation, we've said it, guys. There was audio tape. There was proof. Adam Silver is a lawyer, okay? He understands this game, and Sarver understood the game, too. But, but he's the also PR situation was enough. But he's also a face of the NBA. First and foremost, he is a face of the NBA. And when he goes out there on these public oh. platforms and speak like that, he needs to speak on behalf of the league and what's the best thing for the league. And and having Robert Sarver, a, a piece of trash in your league, is something that you don't need. And you need to go ahead and rectify it. That's why you were made commissioner, is to go ahead, seek out these problems, and try to correct them as soon as possible. And, and, okay. And all right. Speaking. All right. I got another one for you, G. And then I'll, I'll let you go, Sean. I'm sorry. I got to say this. All right. If you're going to play that game, Gerald, what are you going to do with Kyrie now? Are you going to kick him out of the league? Oh, you can. All you, you cannot kick him out of the league for expressing his opinion or expressing support for those whoa, things. Whoa, that... whoa, 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 Now you're, now you're. No, no, both no, sides. no, no. Because no, I'm not playing both sides. Because the things with Sarver, that's a history. Did you read the article that was put out there? Did you read the fact that they did an investigation and that what came out of the investigation is that there are dozens of individuals with several years mm-hmm. of stuff wrongdoings by this individual. Kyrie's been doing this stuff for years too. With Kyrie, it's expressing his unfortunately as much I don't agree with what he's saying, but that's just that's just like I don't agree with what you're saying. You said about Barack Obama, great individuals for so, so, but you don't so, wait. Let Gerald, me finish. That, 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 Let that, me finish. Sorry, Let me finish. You guys have been talking. Let me finish. The fact is you went on Barack Obama and said uh, he's an outstanding individual, 
but you don't agree with his politics. I agree with the individual. I think he's probably the best representation for this company, for this country in the past 25 years. That's my personal opinion, at least, if not more. He's been the individual that we needed as a president at the right time, as far as a face, someone who he could be proud of when he went across the ocean to speak with other leaders, someone who would not embarrass us in public, who is very, like you said, classy and chose the right words to say. Did he make all the right decisions? No, but I agreed with a lot of what he said and did. Okay, And I'm not a Democrat, and I'm not a Republican, and I'm not any part of any political party. I just appreciated what I saw during the time that I saw him. So, you know, that's the thing with Silver is the fact that he had an opportunity to put this league in a better place by getting rid of this issue sooner rather than later and didn't. He still, as a commissioner, has to excise this power or strongly recommend that this stuff get done. It didn't get done until, like I said, public pressure, public pressure from, and also play, pressure from the league as well, and as players such as Chris Paul and LeBron James got Sarver to finally go ahead and relinquish his rights to the team. And I'll just leave it at that. Uh, well, I just, I just, I just wanted to say um, that there, there's, and I know Twitter, well, hold on. And I know Twitter's going to go ahead off and Joe and says, Oh, nobody says anything. Nobody says anything against Joe. Nobody says anything as far as on the differing opinion on this show. That's a bunch of bull. Okay. You, you, I don't, just because I don't go off on a diatribe like you guys do for 10 to 15 minutes or like you, Laker Tom, JB Sweet, I give you guys a platform to speak because I enjoy you guys speaking for 10 to 15 minutes because it creates interests among our group. I speak in short bursts and that's what I do. But when somebody says, when Joe says what he says and he's allowed to express his opinion, and people don't agree with it. And we say we're bad, we're all this, we're evil, whatever they say that on, online as far as that they did each and after every time he does these things. And they said there was no one to challenge him. That's a bunch of bull. Just because I don't do it in 10 to 15 minute diatribes doesn't mean it doesn't get disputed. So I, I just want to go ahead and share my thoughts on that. You know something? Happy somebody, Halloween. Somebody like me and Joe could go to a bar right now and have a three-hour three conversation and maybe we disagree. Thank you, Patrick, for subscribing. Out of the time, but I would go out of that bar with the same amount of respect for the man that I had going in. And, and I have a ton of respect for Joe. That's why man. he's on the show. That's why I ask him to be on the show. That's that why that says something about the man. And Despite Joe, I, I know you probably you probably uh, don't want to hear this, but it it just needs to be said. Well, I mean, despite our differences philosophically on a lot of things, and we have a ton of differences on the philosophies on a lot of things, I have a great and healthy respect for this individual. Of why course, do I keep pl- you should. Why do why do I keep uh, plugging his business? Because I want and appreciate it. And I want him to do well for him and his family. Because I have a. This is a good man. This is a good man. Yeah. Just and, because we disagree uh, on things doesn't mean too. we can't say a, a good man. When I do say he's a good man indeed, because it's, I believe he's a good man to his family and to his friends and to the people he actually cares this, about. This, this has to, at some point, there has to be a solution to these. I know the word, I, I can't stand using this word because it's so played out, toxic BS. And... That, that's what I sorry, Joe. That's what I was gonna say about the the Phoenix Suns in particular. Like Joe was talking about Kobe and Shaq. They're putting their all this behind them. They're five and one. They're lapping us right now. And and as well they should. But but I'm just saying 
that even with all this crap, so you even got Jamie Sweet, who, who's on the other side of the fence on a lot of the stuff you say, Joe. You he know, says he's a good man, Gerald, and thorough. Um, you know, they're they're staring down the 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 likely. I think this is the death rattle of their of their rise in the Western Conference. Chris Paul, I believe, has two years. Um, he might have another one. I think he's got at, two at this years. Point in time, it's and then it's say. a lockout. Yeah, we're heading to a lockout, and there's he's he's likely going to lose at least six months to a, to a year. That will put him at a forty years old. Thank you, Blue. Thank you, Blue. All all the respect to you. On it's that. Uh, he's not coming back. DeAndre Ayton and the Phoenix Suns are bound for divorce. Okay, that well. is. That is going to end badly. You know what? Okay, you got all this 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 prophecy of doom and gloom, my friend. But what is their record, and what's the Lakers' record right now? So. Yeah, five and one versus one and five. Yeah, I I'll take that. Correct. I'll take that doom and gloom. I'll, I'll stay correct. I'll stay correct. Yeah, you're right. So. I'm just. The, I'm, the, you're right. The, but, the end. The end game is is that there's seven now. Now there's really seventeen banners in the rafters. Well, and, and, Versus... and at, the, at the end of the day, that's that's True. what that's what Gerald was talking about. That, I mean, and, who and, knew that when the Lakers won in the bubble, yeah, that like, it would be their own prophecy of doom and gloom? That you know, well, well, who knew that, who knew this would happen? For God's yeah. sakes! I mean, you know, but you said it. Like, why did why didn't they just throw all the chips in there when you had seventeen, Doctor? Like, this is what I don't understand. And and if you guys think I'm wrong, please tell me. But I don't think I'm wrong here. If, if Dr. Buss saw what had happened in October of 2020, he would have told his kids to put all the chips in the table for 18. We have to beat them. We have to get to 18 before them. Don't you guys agree? Well, we do have to get to 18, period. They they thought and, 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 and hopefully no, no. be before them. They they thought by getting Westbrook, they were gonna solve a offensive drought they had during the season. The issue that got lost, and I, it got lost on me as well for a second. And again, this is based off of LeBron James. LeBron James is 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 one of the unique athletes in team sports that has never ever shown that he couldn't play with anybody. I mean, and after a handful of practices, I mean, guys, he figured out it wasn't going to work. LeBron, LeBron, and 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 Dwayne Wade worked. Th- that is a tough. A, both guys that can handle the ball, it made it work. So I thought for sure. And what you saw last night was exactly what I thought would happen last year. Look at what Westbrook's doing. Look, can they look, consistently what, do that? Well, when he when when he when LeBron was out, what was he negative one? Uh, it's just yes. plus minus. When LeBron went out, they were making their run or they were sustaining the lead. That was the that was what that's what I've watched enough basketball to to know that this was the goal. So hopefully this can continue and it kind of makes it right. Now I can never get this out of my head because we're up 2-1 against Phoenix. AD gets injured. It's over. AD during the offseason said, let's run it back. He didn't. And I always think about that. That thing never left my ear or my head. I'm like, God, that would have been, imagine 2022. Blue Magic, you're 100% correct. Yeah, Lakers and Celtics in the 2022 final 
for I 18. would have not made it so public because I know it's been very divisive on Twitter and social media as a whole, Facebook, a whole nine yards among Lakers. Celebrating your first win, you're one yeah, in five. If, if you're a Lakers fan, you absolutely loved it and thought it was great. If you're, from what I'm seeing, I know Blue Magic, you're a Lakers fan, but I, I, from what I was seeing on social media, it, the Lakers fans were all thinking that was so awesome, and the NBA fans were thinking it was so pathetic. Yeah, but so, that's what that's what these. I Yahoo's, would have done it in private. I really would have done that. That's what that these Yahoos private. do, though. That, that people on online just want to dig at anything. Look what they're doing to Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, this guy's having a family catastrophe, right? Well, well, and, hold, and hold on. Yeah, sir, sorry, Joe. I was mm-hmm. going to say, speaking of Star Child. Star Child was talking about D Wade had bad knees. Want to talk about bad knees right now? Let's talk about that other team in LA who's got almost as bad an offensive rating as we do. Well, we'll go and, cover and that. And Gerald, in a Gerald, hold on, hold on, hold on. Gerald, weren't you re- weren't you just raving about this depth, right? All these analysts raving about the depth. The depth, you know what? Sometimes you got to know your role and shut your mouth, like The Rock used to say. And okay. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of guys on the thank Clippers you, Jabroni. That, that yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of guys on the Clippers who love to do a lot of talking. I mean, you know, PG, if you're all that, just try and play some point guard, man. You think you're a point guard? Try and play point guard. I guarantee you. You, you, but go, I want to get you, what you try and is. you try and run up that hill on John Morant, or you try and run up that hill on Shea Gilgis Alexander. It's not going to go well. Well, Shea Gilgis, he's doing it awesome for Oklahoma oh, City. Huh? He's the only thing this guy's unreal. Yeah. So, but before we head to what our final subject, Joe, you had something you want to talk about, Tom Brady. I want to go ahead and make sure you go ahead and elaborate on it because, of course, that's a messy divorce and it's being played out in a public forum. I feel bad for the kids is who I feel bad for right now. Always the kids. It's always the kids. And this is the part where I know we have free speech. I know people are assholes. Sorry, I had to say it, guys. I didn't want to say a-hole anymore. Assholes. Uh, well, if you do ever get on public radio, you have the, to be- Well, that's why I don't I do not do terrestrial radio. <laughs> yeah, Joe's the last person. If we get a deal for a radio station, I had plenty I of opportunity to get on terrestrial radio. I don't I know you told radio. me those stories. Well, so, if they give us, if they give love, us a paycheck, yes, I will. I'd love to hear I'll hold back the curse words for you, but I probably won't last on terrestrial radio too long anyways. That's another point. The The... This is this is the battle, guys. You, you're, we've given a forum in all walks of life. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, athlete, non-athlete, whatever. We've given a forum to morons. That's what this is. Now, if you're going online to be a troll, okay, I, I, I'm guilty of that. I've done that before. Me too. But, okay, I, uh, that's that's to the extent of my trolling is just basically being a, a, a nuisance. But I'm not going on social media. I just troll myself. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm not going on social media and, 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 and blatantly lying as a representative of a state, of a league, of a team, of a whatever, and saying things. And this is the part where a lot of this stuff gets really messed up. And a lot of these leaders that we have in – athletics and in, 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 in politics these guys are are idiots they're idiots they say dumb things yes. i get i get these tweets now because for some reason as soon as i got 
I got so tired of listening to Woj and Shams alert my phone because I, I forgot to turn that off after the free agency. I don't care what Woj and Shams have to say on a Tuesday during the pre, during during the NBA season. I was more about the up to date info when when trade free agent was going on. It, it, I don't care what these guys say or think or whatever. I don't care. A problem is not enough people think like I do. Like, I really don't care what LeBron thinks outside that court. Okay? I don't care what – I don't care that some representative is having a barbecue at his family's house. I don't care. I don't care. You should care about your councilman in your neighborhood. You should care about your mayor. You should care about your neighborhood. You should care about your family. Those are the things you should care about, not what somebody says on social media. And right away, it's this everybody's some dictator. Everybody's some dictator from the past or some guy over here that killed somebody. It's like, oh, God. You you know why, Joe? You know why? In life, life is, is as gray as the walls in Barton Street Jail. Great. And, and... Nobody accepts gray on social media. There's no room for nuance. You're either on one side or the other. Well, life isn't like that. I'm on my side and my friend's side. Do you get that, G? Yes. Does that make you mad? Does that make you mad? I've always been on your side. I'm on this side. Yes. So when when someone says, oh, you're this or you're that, I'm like, where does this come from? Maybe it's girls eighteen. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> girls eighteen online. That's all I need to hear. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Back. Yeah, I don't know how it. these guys find Man, us, but they, I don't, they they love us. I tell you about. But before we head on out, guys, we had a great discussion today. I'm glad we enjoyed it. Thank you so much, also for our newest subscriber. If you get a chance, please go and subscribe to us today. This is right there on YouTube. You'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. For our post games, plus also as well when we have extra conversations like the one we're having tonight. NBA observations, we are doing at least once a week, every single week. We're going to go ahead and do that through the regular season. But before we head on out, you know, we always talked about how the Lakers and we get criticism, you know, they've gotten a lot of and received a lot of criticism. Actually, you know, Joe did last night when he was playing Rob Palenka, it was getting a lot of criticism in regards to not pulling off a trade and getting rid of those picks and whatnot. But he, Rob Palenka, you know, a.k.a. Joe Soro, will be back next week. I was told on the Sunday show, remember, one week from today? Remember you said that on the Halloween special? So wanted to go ahead and Did mention Did you guys that. hear what Miles Turner said today? That's yes. exactly what I'm leading myself into here because you mentioned Woshnarowski earlier today, and on his pod he did have Miles Turner. And Miles Turner – who had a whopping seven points tonight said Lakers should take a hard look at the potential trade with, with the Pacers and miles Turner so far, he's been injured, had one good game and then had today's game as well. But I know buddy heels been shooting. Well, we understand that the trade is out there and time the Lakers want to get it as far as the two picks are concerned, giving up those two picks, having miles Turner in the middle of saying this be in regards to that I thought was kind of unusual kind of, I, I don't know, just, him out there saying it, you know, during the course of the season, you're actually playing for another team. Try playing for your team first. And, and well, he that, said yeah. it. He said it because I believe he knows that. Well, Wojnarowski was setting him up for it. Obviously. Well, whatever. Uh, if, if you're getting, it was. By, it was. You, a, it was. You, you it wasn't. Be, 
it wasn't liminal. It wasn't super liminal. It was no. super liminal, liminal. I yeah. mean, it was literally get me. I just thought out maybe it's a little bit. Uh, the question the now is: that. the question is, this is the big question that we haven't asked each other yet. What is Indiana gonna do differently today versus February? Who's gonna go out there and give them what they want for Miles Turner? Who's who needs Miles Miles Turner right now? Um, Not Starchild, that's for sure. <laughs> there's there's a couple of teams who could use him. Yeah, well, the, you know the thing um, is, I was thinking since since they were trying to get since Indiana was trying to get Aiden, would there be a deal there? Because I actually think Miles Turner in Phoenix would be better. What you guys that, that are missing? Probably, that probably fits. Joe Miles Turner goes to Phoenix, and Aiden goes to Indiana. Well, what you guys are missing, though, with Miles Turner is, yes, Miles Turner probably will eventually get traded by most likely before the trade deadline. But the individual that they need to move the most is Buddy Heald because Ben Matherin is coming off the bench. And that, to me, is absolutely atrocious. The guy is averaging 21 points a game He's off smoking. the bench. He'd, yeah, he'd be, he'd it's be, unbelievable that you guys have a that they have a rookie of the year candidate still coming off the bench because of the fact that Buddy Heels there and Buddy Heels is not playing bad at all. Been, there's never been a rookie great. that's won six man of the year. I think that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. <laughs> but it's for his best development, he needs to get the Buddy Heald minutes. Even though Buddy Heald again is playing very well and playing very strong, I will give him that. And the thing is though that. The, the Lakers don't want to choose that. There are other directions, I think, that are starting to open up, at least what I'm seeing out there. We did mention the Brooklyn Nets, and there's someone that we have to go ahead and see. Yes, they did win tonight without Ben Simmons in the lineup. They did win, imagine that, against the Indiana Pacers, against Miles Turner, who, again, did not perform very well tonight. But Brooklyn Nets, they're 2-5. and five. They're an individual team that you can get a lot of shooters on who have had a history of good shooting. Seth Curry is back in the lineup. Joe Harris is back in the lineup. Maybe you could, if you don't want Kyrie Irving, you could look at packages for them. The Miami Heat is another interesting prospect because they've gotten off to a sluggish 2-5 and five start. There are also other teams as well. Philadelphia has gotten off to a sluggish start, although they're back now to 4-4 four and four to 500. The Washington Wizards are 3-4. and four. They have some talent available, and the Lakers have traded with them in recent times. The Knicks are at 500. Charlotte's below 500. I know a lot of people have been interested about trading for some of their assets over the past few weeks. The Chicago Bulls, because Lonzo Ball's going to be out still for an extended period of time, below 500 there. Then you got in the West, and even Detroit, which a lot of people had high hopes for. They're really miserable right now at 250. And, of course, the Orlando Magic at 106. Those are all teams right now that are starting maybe to start creeping in as far as long-term plans about – maybe starting to tank the season, and in case of some others, maybe some short-term plans, that that's what they're going to do, no doubt. Then on the Western Conference, of course, the Thunder, you know, it's amazing they're 3-3. Three and three. Like we talked about, Shea is having a great season so far. Denver's 4-3, and three, which is, uh, you know, Joe and I thought they were going to do a lot better. Minnesota's 4-3, and three, again, above 500. But then you have teams like Sacramento at 2-4, and four, the Houston Rockets at 1-6, and six, the Clippers at two and four, who I thought were going to do really well this season, Golden State at three and four, and the Mavericks at three and three. So these are all struggling teams at this point in time. Your thoughts, Joe, and I'll hit it to you, Sean, on is there anything that possibly could be maybe opening up as far as a new team on the horizon that we haven't previously talked about? A new team that's going to come out of the gate? or As far as a potential trade 
Oh, potential trade. The, 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 the thing I'm waiting on this week before I go that route is I want to see if the Lakers can take advantage of this homestand. If they take advantage and end up going 3-0 and the rest of the way, now things get interesting. That means if they do go 3-0, and that means likely Westbrook has continued his good play. Do the Lakers now feel like Westbrook coming off the bench is a solution for the rest of the season? And are you going to then package a Kendrick Nunn and Patrick Beverly for someone? Or maybe even a Lonnie Walker. Maybe maybe a true. But I I like Lonnie Walker in this particular role if he continues to improve. If he continues to shoot at a decent clip, well, I don't want to you, put you, yesterday you, not with you there. I thought I thought the two threes he hit in the fourth quarter late; those were ridiculously confident shots that were dead on, and that that's a sign. That's a sign of oof. If he can have that, if he can harness that and take it, you know, through the season, that could be something good. You know now, me, Joe. I go off the statistics. Oh, oh I know, I know, but that th- those shots sometimes can change. A season for a lot of people. So. Maybe he turns into Vujicic in 2008. Granted, he only had one of those years, but it could be it. Anyways, you have Kendrick Nunn. Eyebrows, Sean. Eyebrows. You have Patrick Beverly, who together are making almost $20 million. Is that is that enough? And maybe a first-round pick to go get somebody. I don't know. That's something I'm waiting on. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. The Westbrook contract is becoming more and more attractive to keep. I'm not talking about the individual player, things of that nature. Man, remember, when we talk about Westbrook, good or bad on the show, it's about the player, not the individual. I know a lot of people go after his character. Please don't go after his character or his family or anything like that. It's the individual uh, you know, Westbrook and all that stuff, just go after the individual player, not the individual himself. But when it comes to what we're seeing West Westbrook, I almost said Westbrook again, but Westbrook, I think that it is almost becoming a little bit more attractive to possibly keep that $47 million and have it come off the books. It, like you said, Joe, if he continues to play like this going forward. It's going to help a lot in putting something together this season that we, we, we were hoping for in some degree. And I don't know. I, 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 I gotta see what happens this week. If they, if they happen to manage a run here this week, it, it could be very encouraging, but the Lakers still are a couple players away. If they are to compete in the playoffs to compete, winning it all, it's just way too many things that have to happen at that time. Now, if there's a season where you can get lucky, maybe, it might be this season besides, I think, 2021 because got a lot of these good teams are coming out the gate terribly. Miami, Brooklyn. It's because there's, there's just too much distraction uh, going on, on those, with those teams and the NBA in if, general. 
it, uh, Star it, Child, it, well, I, not, I want to hold on, hold on. I wanted to say the Star Child statistically, he's not a good shooter yet. Uh, I mean, yesterday notwithstanding, he's statistically not a good shooter yet. He's a thirty-one percent shooter last year, I think, at, at the from the behind the three-point arc. So I think that he still needs to work on that before he can become a consistent, every game, effective NBA player. I don't want Ben Simmons. I don't want any. I want. I don't want Ben Simmons anywhere and, near and, the Lakers. And, and it's not. It's not just it, like. I think Joe said it the the last podcast I was on with him about you know twenty twenty two being just a a weird, just the weirdest confluence of different wins affecting sports in general, and it's not just uh, great teams in the NBA that are slow out of the gate. It's across the board in sports. The uh, Super Bowl champ, defending Super Bowl champion Rams are three and five. They will likely not make the playoffs. You have the Stanley Cup champion struggling right now. Um, there are a number of contenders in the NBA, the NHL that are underachieving. Seemingly, the only contender that is basically doing what they're supposed to be doing is. That man to my left there wearing the Vegas Knights jersey. His team is, seems to be the only one playing up to their standards in sports. Right That's now. actually above right now because they were predicting <laughs> they were they were number fifteen going into the yeah, season. Yeah, it's basically ESPN, the, so the Golden like Knights and the Eagles that are that are clearly ahead of everybody else in sports right now. Uh, as far as Star Child uh, about him not getting enough minutes and touches. I mean, minutes nah, is the Lakers. He is the Lakers' primary defender on a lot of people, but you know, you ask him to go ahead and guard some of these top-level guys. Like Murray owned him at times last night. Let's just put that out there. He he de- definitely had a hard time guarding Murray Curry. He's he's given all the tough responsibilities, and, and let's put it out there. But I also, as far as touches. A lot of that is his aggression as well. I know he struggled early on and did not want the opportunities when they were given to him. Uh, he passed up on the perimeter. So I understand your sounds like you're, you're an Austin Reeves fan, but I want to maybe temper the enthusiasm just a little bit on Austin. He could be something really good as far as rotational players concerned, but he himself has to get that confidence in him so he can do it on an every game basis. It's something that, again, if he goes back – he, can, he should be able to take yesterday's game and what he did from it and build on it and use that as a platform going forward. So I'm hoping that that's the case. And I'm hoping you're right, Star Child. And I would give him more opportunities, touches, minutes. I would like to see him do that too. Whether or not he's an actual NBA rotational player on a good team, we'll find out in the coming uh, months and, and weeks and months, hopefully. you know, Because like I said, I'm not 100% convinced that on a good team, he's a quality rotational player just yet. Just yet, just yet, but he's well, close. I I think um you know just a couple of early observations about uh, the league so far is that um, even though there are some teams playing some really great basketball, there's no elite team yet. There isn't a team that stands out above the rest, and that's few and far between in this sport. Usually. Somebody at this point just comes hot out of the gate and uh, rips and runs through the league, seemingly. Uh, but that's not the case this year. They're, the The West is very top heavy, but if you if you look at deep within the the weeds, 
there's really only going to be about four teams that that come out of it. You know, you have Phoenix, Golden State, Denver, and I think a, a mystery team in the East. Um, you probably have Milwaukee at the top, like Joe was saying. They're they're well oiled machine right now. Um, and you also have uh, the Boston Celtics. I have to say it, but it's true. And, you know, another team that's kind of surprising me, Gerald, is the very own Toronto Raptors. Um, I Pascal think, Siakam is an early MVP candidate. Yes, he is. I Ultimately, though, Joe hit the nail on the head when he was talking about them a few weeks ago. They're... They don't have a primary score, and ultimately, while I I think Nurse is a great coach, when you only have seven guys that you play forty minutes, eventually you run out of gas. I think that's going to be the same story. Well, with has been doing great as a as a primary score right now. He's averaging close to thirty points a game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, he's he's. he's it, they just don't have anything in the interior right now. Yeah, I mean they. they they're really going to have to make a decision here because they have a lot of guys who could do, you know, a lot of similar things. And I think they may have to uh, like package OG and an OB for possibly uh, miles Turner. I don't know. They, they may make that decision. Well, we'll see what happens. The Toronto Raptors do look good. So I want to go ahead and make sure that I'm not dissing them. Like you said, I dissed them last season. Well, you, so. you did. You didn't even, you picked them to be a play in team. As I recall, uh, you know, that's, that was still a team that, you know, with the right moves could get in the playoffs, which well, they did. I'm, I'm glad to see you said they were a solid playoff team this year. Okay. Well, I think that they have a lot of nice wings, which is something that we can't have enough of in this league. The Lakers wish they had that. That's oh, for sure. But Guys, it's been a great conversation. I truly want to wish everybody out there a truly safe and happy Halloween once again from all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break. We've had a great conversation. It's been cordial. We didn't want to wring each other's necks, even though we did actually disagree with each other on several things. But you know what? Again, at this show, we try to go ahead and have a civil discourse. Even when Laker Tom calls me an idiot, you know, I still want to go ahead and have a civil discourse. And you, Sean, you've been here for some of those when he's calling me that. Yes. So yes, I have. Unfortunately, yes. But I will say thank you so much, Star Child, for all the great comments. So also as well, Blue Magic. You guys have been all incredible. Thank you so much for the new subscriber that we got on today's show. If you want to go ahead and be part of what we're doing today, like Patrick Glanville just subscribed to, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button right there for you, right there at Lakers Fast Break. Also, as well, big shout out to the all the hundreds of individuals that have been downloading our show. Our show has been doing great on the charts. We're one of the top basketball shows in the Philippines. So salamat to everyone out there in the Philippines. Appreciate everything that you do for us and supporting us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And don't forget, we're on Facebook, Lakers Fast Break at Facebook. So go ahead and give us a shout out there. Appreciate it so much. But, guys, I think it's time to shut this thing down here. Any last thoughts, Sean? And then I'll hit Joe, you, Mr. Eyebrow. I'll hit you on the back end of it. Your thoughts, Sean, before we head on out. I I have a final thought going forward, Gerald. I hope so. Care about the people who love you the most. 
and the people who don't just let them go okay fair enough very prophetic my gosh very profound indeed joe can you back that up can you go ahead and hit us has something heavy or something good for something halloweenish before we head on out stop being a wuss grow up here the end uh said to another you shouldn't by- let what i say affect you okay and, and even if it does i don't give a damn so just get over it okay it i'm not out slaughtering pigs and murdering people okay it's it, this is coming from someone who's in it okay i i i'm in it i'm in it i live in california i'm in it and i'm not just making stuff up and i don't have this disdain feeling for everything around me that I don't like. No, it's life, guys. This Most of the stuff that you run into is not going to be good or up to your standard. Matter of fact, hardly anything is going to be up to your standard. Those people who complain about service and, you know, communication and all that stuff, you know how you change that in your life? You be it. You be a good communicator. You be a good provider. You be good at service. And you'll see how Everything around you changes. People are going to start relying on you. They're going to start trusting you. They're going to start praising you because you're actually doing something that most of the schleppers out there can't do for some reason. Why? I don't know. And people make bad decisions day in and day out, and they sit there and they blame other people for it. And I'm not sympathetic to it. And even if you are making bad decisions, you know, learn from it. Get over it. And stop worrying about what other people think. People worry about what other people think. It's so exhausting. Who cares? They don't even care. They're just doing it to get under your skin. They don't give a damn. So that's it. That's 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 my message. And I'm going to go eat candy. Okay, fair enough. Said by an individual who went around trick-or-treating as Socrates. So right there for you, giving this word of wisdom indeed. Who? Socrates. It's Socrates. <laughs> uh, I imagine he's rolling over in his grave right now as we speak. Uh, but... I don't. I don't think he cares about the show. Uh, he, he he lived, uh, you know, a few a few thousand years. So ago. Socrates was dealing with the same BS. This is the part that I love these days. Again, all the revisionist history guys. Oh, we the, the, it, things have changed. No, they haven't. Nothing's changed except technology. And that technology has allowed you to know who said what versus not knowing. Things are the same. Human beings have been the same, guys. As soon as we got civil, whatever you want to call that, we've been the same, guys. We've hey, look, the- I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of internal, internal combustible engines, Joe. And I'm a fan of smartphones. But I got to tell you, brother. Uh, the 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 highest point of 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 uh, humanity was the Renaissance. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, but you know, again, there used to be a, a a purge in human civilization. Yes, we don't do that anymore. See, no, there was a time, and I'm not condoning it. You know, but that that's Joe, Joe wants to bring back Shirley Jackson's lottery. Well, uh, I'm just saying that there were times where they would pull a lot of these, you know, yes, the the, the elite out from the castles and stone them to bring death them because up. they find, it, sometimes you got to clean. 
in order to clean the whole, you know, bathroom, you got to remove everything out of it and put the stuff back in either clean or brand new. So much for me saying that the high point of society was right here at the Lakers fast break. Well, the high point of society is again, what you do in your house. Most people don't know how to do that. And if you can't do that in your house, why am I going to believe you're going to be able to do it outside the house? You don't take care of your own stuff. How am I, well, I'm not going to believe you to think you're going to be able to handle things outside it. That's the thing that, that I, I hold my hat. I, that's what I put my hat on or hang my hat on is proverbial. What the proverbial putting the hat on, right? Putting the hat on the, 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 whatever it is that's that you're putting it on is okay. Well, why am I going to believe some guy who's been divorced three times and being able to handle something or, making bad decisions and, 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 you know, getting the accidents and breaking the law, whatever it is that you do. Why am I going to believe this person? Oh, well, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does this. Okay. I, I'll buy that. But uh, are you continuing to make those mistakes? Then I'm not going to, yeah, at some point there's a level, you know, there's a shutting off point. No, no. Well, once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you being a part of it. Somewhere in the world, I think Laker Tom hopefully is not scaring off children right now. So why didn't he? Why didn't he come tonight? Maybe because he is scaring off children on Halloween. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see. But is he uh, giving it, out candy? Yeah. Uh, he well, maybe he's probably reminding him that he's the number one Lakers blogger out there on the internet. Go ahead and catch what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, also our good friend Jamie Sweet, who just got back home from trick or treating with his child. Awesome what did he have... dress up as? What uh, were you? What were you? What were well, you? He was Jamie? Mr. Roboto. He was Mr. Roboto last night. He was Mr. Roboto last night. But you got to check out the Halloween special post game for the Lakers Nuggets. Somehow I see, you know, him dressing up like Gumby or oh, well, or one of the minions. He just might. He just might. But you go ahead and, and let Ed him know. He is, again, Jamie Sweet. You got to go ahead and let him know about dressing up as Gumby at five things on lakerholics.com and of course joe soro you can go ahead and catch him as ox1947 at lakersball.com plus also as well go ahead if you need your lawn transformed and you're in the southern california area there's no better place to go than sinblades.com and of course magic man sean grice i'm going to go ahead and catch him anytime he's here i did hopefully get an update from playback.tv i did remind them i finally actually got someone that's alive on discord to go ahead and respond to me who said that they did not know we actually applied to become a creator at Playback TV. And I told them, um, I have actual proof. I've done it on two occasions. So I've sent you three emails already. I will send you another one. So I sent one tonight. So hopefully we can get an expedient answer on when we can become a part of the Playback.tv. And of course, that means for you out there that you can go ahead and join us on future watch parties, hopefully coming up as well. So Wanted to give you an update on that before we head it out. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. I will be on tomorrow with Stone Hansen. He is a awesome draft prognosticator guy who's just he has a great knowledge of what's coming up in the NBA draft. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today. I'll mention all of his shows and what he's working on here tomorrow. But I meet up with Stone Hansen. He's also a Lakers fan, true and true. Mm-hmm. So I know he wants to go ahead and express some thoughts on the Lakers as well. But for Sean Grice, the magic man, the madman from Toronto, the magic man, the guy who gets out of Toronto traffic, he's right there for you. And Joe Sorrow, a.k.a. Ox1947, it's Gerald Glassford. want to thank you for watching and listening. Please go ahead and check out what we're doing today, including that awesome 
Halloween episode. I haven't seen the kind of turnout I thought I would get. Come on. It was a Lakers win. It's a lot of fun. You got to go ahead and check it out on our YouTube and also audio channels. So I'm scared of clowns and Gerald dressed up like a clown. I'll, I was actually dressed up like Rob Palenka, but I'm glad you didn't notice. But once again, for Sean Grice, Joe Soro, and me, Gerald Glasker, Thank you so much for watching and listening. Hoping you have had a safe and happy Halloween and wishing you nothing but good tidings coming in November because it's around the corner for us. And you're, if you're listening to it, it's already there for you. Wishing you a great month of November from all of us right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.